0: You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network.
1: This is the Pharmacy Future Leaders Podcast. of the pharmacy podcast network
0: pharmacy future leaders is a podcast dedicated to pharmacy students by pharmacy students who are committed to making an impact on our healthcare system and providing optimal patient care as innovative and leading pharmacists as pharmacy future leaders we dedicated our lifetime of service to others through the profession of pharmacy
1: we will consider the welfare of humanity and relief of suffering as our primary concerns as we apply our knowledge experience and Skills to the best of our ability to assure optimal outcomes for our patients.
0: And now, here are your hosts and Pharmacy Future Leaders.
2: This is Pharmacy Future Leaders on the Pharmacy Podcast Network, a podcast made by students for students. My name is Joanne Pio, and I will be your host for today's show featuring two guests, Carol Ann Wartman and Kevin Fecati both third-year student pharmacist at Purdue University College of Pharmacy and student volunteers at Boiler Works. It is a pleasure to have both of you on today's show. Thank you for having us.
3: Yeah, thank you. I'm really
2: excited to do this. So. Awesome. So first with you, Kevin, can you explain what is Boiler Works?
3: So Boiler Works is, uh, Purdue College of Pharmacy initiative that was started recently. Um, And so it's a mobile service learning unit um, that's focused on responding to public health crises within our community um, at Purdue. And so specifically, our focus as of right now is on the opioid crisis. And we uh, do a lot of education and services throughout our local community here in uh, Tippecanoe County.
2: And how did this program come about?
1: Um, so we have a some pharmacy alumna that um, the Cheney's and they wanted to have a mobile health initiative um, but obviously that wasn't here so then we also have a P4 student Andrew Wakefield who he I believe he was an RA and He was talking to the police officers um, on campus, and he asked them just about naloxone because we were learning about it, wanted to know more, and they weren't carrying it, and they didn't, they also didn't have any um, training on naloxone, and so that made him mad, and he somehow got connected with the Cheneys um, at one of our events, and so all of them and other faculty along with our Dean Barker, they all discussed and it ended up just being implemented. And most of our money comes from the Cheney's donation. Um, So we're very thankful for them. How long has it been operating? So it's been about six months to a year-ish. Our first event was in April, but I think the idea has been going on a little bit longer than that.
2: So can you walk me through a day of volunteering for Boiler Works? Like, how does it work? Do you get on a bus and you just drive <laughs> around in, like, impoverished neighborhoods? Or do you have, like, a destination? I'm going to go here and help people in this destination.
1: No. So, like I said, last April was our first event. And in this event, I think it, each event's going to be different. This was our first event and, like, kind of like our last event so far, um, we went to the Lafayette Transitional Housing Center and there they we provided Naloxone, Deterra bags, education on how to use these things, um, education on harm reduction. We also did hepatitis A vaccinations. I think we did about 28. Um, but this semester, it's been a lot of planning because we have a grant with the New Health Department where we have to do eight events in a year. And then we also just got another grant from AHEC, which is a Area Health Education Center, which I believe is 20, 16 or 20 events. And that one we're doing events and doing continuing education. So we kind of have to change our whole perspective on this um, because we're not just providing education to the community, but we're also providing education to healthcare workers. And so we have the van for future events to get students there and have all our supplies. So we have like, I think like six to eight other uh, counties that we're going to in the near future.
2: What, what I just love about your explanation is to see how many different um, community members are donating to this initiative to target the opioid epidemic in these counties. Kevin, for our pharmacy future leaders who don't know, what is naloxone?
3: So naloxone is our uh, rescue uh, medication that we use for opioid overdoses. Um, So that's what um, we've been focusing on a lot. We recently um, had a training event for our volunteers um, because we're also uh, working with some non-pharmacy students in this organization. And so we've actually been teaching them as well about naloxone and its use um, so they can help us when we're handing that out at events that we go to.
2: And then what has been the community's response to this initiative? Besides the, you know, the donations, has there been any like negative feedback?
3: So from the perspective of the events we've been having, um, it's been a lot of positive response. Um, You know, the Tippecanoe Health Department is really excited about the partnership and they've been talking to us about, you know, all the different things that we're going to be able to work with them on um, and help advocate for. In terms of negative response, there's... Always been some pushback. Like one of the one of our uh, initiatives and focuses is always on policy and policy advocacy, um, and so there's always been a lot of debate on harm reduction and syringe service programs. Um, so there has been some debate about that um, in some town hall meetings, but I would say that for the most part um, in our interactions and our discussions with the community members and the health department, they've been really, really positive and excited to see student involvement in this area and what we're working on and um, what we're trying to help with.
2: How do you see how do you think this initiative is impacting the role of pharmacists? Do you think that seeing you guys as pharmacy students out in the community helping out is um, maybe promoting the role of pharmacists beyond um, medication dispensers?
3: I think it does. I mean, I I really love you know having the opportunity to talk with people, and I feel like they when they get the opportunity to talk to us, these community members, they realize just how much we know about this stuff and the information and the expertise that we have in these areas. And so I think it is really enlightening for them to see, you know, all the knowledge and information that we learn in our schooling. Um, And I think it really does help pharmacists, you know, identify that we're out there in the community, we're helping and, and we have a lot of information expertise that can be used.
1: And not only that, but we have this information. We also have the time to give it to them. Um, We're willing to volunteer this time for them. And I think they all really appreciate that.
2: So um, we have pharmacy students in this initiative. What other um, programs are also in this initiative?
3: So as of right now, our main partnership with an organization outside of pharmacy is IHI, which is the Institute for Health... um,
1: Healthcare Improvement?
3: Healthcare Improvement. Yes, that's correct. The Institute for Healthcare Improvement. And so that particular organization consists of nurses, engineers. It actually does have a couple pharmacy students as well. Um, and some pre-med students. So that's one of our big partnerships outside of um, pharmacy, and they have been doing a lot of volunteering at the events as well.
2: What are some things that you have been able to teach as a pharmacy student to the other students in the other programs, such as nursing or the engineering program?
1: I think the biggest thing is that they don't have a healthcare mindset. um, So they don't really know... Like when we had our our naloxone training the other day, uh, she was explaining it like everyone was healthcare. And so then we had to all sit back and pause because it wasn't all healthcare individuals. So we were teaching them about naloxone and like the half-life for it. And um, the reason why you can't just give them the naloxone and leave. So they're not only learning about Naloxone, but they're learning about stigmatizing language and resources in the community that um, non-healthcare individuals don't know.
2: Why are unique initiatives like Boiler work so important?
3: Um, so, I, I think one of the the reasons that I think this initiative is so important is. You know, especially I feel like in today's environment, there's a lot of discussion and talk about the opioid epidemic and there's legislation and and money going in to a lot of different places. But I, I feel like there has been a lack of action in terms of, you know, taking on this epidemic and doing real actionable things that can help uh, alleviate this epidemic and this issue that we've been having. So I think... I think this initiative is really important especially in our local community where they're seeing that you know there are options there are resources and there are ways um to get help so i think that's a big reason why boilerworks is so important
2: so you guys are both third year student pharmacists you're very busy i can i i know how it feels the the, just the bookload, the paperwork of just assignments and tests and exams. What made you both decide to volunteer for this opportunity? Because this is not a traditional leadership role. This is not being the president of APHA or AMCP. You guys decided to, you know, branch out and do something innovative. What about Boiler Works made you just want to go out and do this?
1: So for me... Psych has always been an area of interest. Um, and one of the faculty that's involved with this is Dr. Carol Ah, and she's been someone that I've looked up to since when I met her at uh, orientation. So we both, Kevin and I, decided to go to a presentation that she was giving, and she was talking about the Boilerworks Initiative. And I think just hearing the opportunities that came with it and the opportunity to help people and Get involved in the community was just something that really drove me to continue and want to be involved in this. So um, I just reached out to her and asked her how I could get involved, and I think this initiative is one of the best ways pharmacy students can get involved to help our community in general.
3: Yeah, definitely going you know along those same lines. You know, being at the learning about the program, I. I was definitely a little bit intimidated at first taking on a leadership experience with it. Cause you know, as you mentioned, you know, with pharmacy school, there's already a lot going on, but the more I, I looked up, you know, the program and learned about the things that they were doing and how they were doing it. Um, it was just really eye-opening to realize just how big of an impact we could have, even just as students with, you know, a program like this, and I, you know, I wasn't able to attend the the first event that they had at the transitional housing, but hearing about all the different things they were able to do with, you know, the HepA vaccinations and the education, and and all those um, different things, I just, I really figured that this would be a way that I could really make an impact you know, in, in my community and, and find ways to grow and learn and experience um, as much as I could. And I've always wanted to be a mental health advocate. Um, and so I, I think this was one of the best ways to do it as well
2: you made a statement that you wanted to make an impact in your community. Is there any experience while you've been volunteering that just stands out to you? That's like a memorable experience where you interacted with a community member and you're like, you know what? I made a difference in their life. If Boiler Works was not here, things would have gone differently.
1: So I think for both of us, I don't think there's one real memorable experience. I think it's the entire event was a memorable experience for us. Um, just being able to educate these people. Cause a, lo- a lot, of the people I talk to, they won't open up if they're having their own problems, but they'll talk about someone they know because everyone knows someone that's on either an opioid or a chronic pain med. And they would talk to me about how they wanted to grab these, um, handouts that we had, and these Deterra bags, and uh, the drug destruction bags, and just these outlets in the community just for like other people. So I think what was most eye-opening for me is that I'm not only helping this individual, but I'm helping people they know. And it's like just a domino effect, which is
2: amazing. That's amazing. It's amazing that you were able to have this experience with Purdue what made each of you choose to go to Purdue versus other prominent schools? We'll start with Kevin.
3: So actually I had a interesting trajectory is how I ended up at Purdue uh, for pharmacy at least. So I originally, when I was trying to go to Purdue, I was actually looking at their engineering programs, which they're also very well known for nationally. Um, I was looking at the biomedical, um, just because, you know, it's a a top-ranked school. They have research opportunities galore, Um, but coincidentally, it still ended up being what I loved the most about the pharmacy program as well when I ended up deciding that pharmacy was the path I was going to take, And, and, you know, the more I learned about the program, there were constantly faculty involved in so many different research opportunities, and I, I've gotten to do a couple myself while I've been a student here, and so I feel like that's, that's definitely something that's pretty unique about the program, and it's, you know, it's also a, a top 10 school, and it had a lot of opportunities that I thought were just not ones that I was able to, to find at some of the other schools I was looking at applying at.
2: What about you, Carol Ann? Kevin kind of
1: touched on it um, as well, but the program is just truly amazing. Like the support we get from our faculty and our peers is tremendous. Um, I've got to know professors not only on a professional level, but also on a personal level, which I feel like is very um, special to Purdue's College of Pharmacy. And like, even with our peers in the program like Kevin's one of my best friends now and I met him because of pharmacy so I know it is challenging don't get me wrong um it sometimes isn't easy but the support that we get from our peers and faculty is just beyond worth it.
2: So you guys are both P3 students, meaning next year you will be starting your fourth year rotations, your APPE rotations. So what would you like to say to the next leaders coming in who will be um, leading Boiler Works? What are, some, what are some pieces of advice you would give them?
3: So my advice, um, I think just in general, I think it's, it's really important to, to find a mentor, um, I was lucky enough early on to find uh, a mentor at one of my first internships that I had. And and I ended up meeting her just by chance. I was looking for you know any job shadow opportunities just to find something out. And this was in pre-pharmacy. And, and, and one of the key things she always stressed was about networking. And I think networking and finding a mentor kind of go along together. But when you have a network you can rely on and a mentor who can offer advice, I think it... It offers up opportunities um, that you never thought that you wouldn't even consider in the first place. And I, I think that's part of the reason I was able to find Boiler Works and this incredible initiative. It's part of the reason I've been able to find a lot of the different opportunities um, I've gotten to. And so I think, especially as a pre-pharmacy student, it can be a little intimidating to try and network, especially with faculty and professors. But all of the interactions I've had with them have always ended up being positive. They're always super open to helping you and more than happy to talk to you about anything that you're worried about. Um, And so that I think is the best piece of advice that I could
2: offer. What about you, Carol Ann? And
1: again, like you said, the whole mentor thing, I know everyone tells you to get a mentor and it's very helpful and it is, it is by far probably the one thing that drove me into this position, but also it's kind of scary to try to find a mentor and it's intimidating. Um, But I think it's important for pre-pharmacy students to know that the faculty are here for you. Um, Don't be afraid to just go up and ask someone to be your mentor. If you're interested in what they're doing, ask them about what they're doing, they love teaching. That's why they are professors. And so to have someone one-on-one to teach, they would love that. So don't be afraid to do that. And don't be afraid to ask questions. I think that's another thing that people get nervous about. People enjoy getting questions, like especially with the whole mentor thing, people enjoy talking about themselves. Faculty enjoy talking about themselves. So. Don't be afraid to do that. And I think having a mentor is probably one of the best things to have as a pharmacy student.
2: Awesome. So there you have it, guys. Go get a mentor. Well, Thank you so much to both of you for coming on today's show and just um, promoting Boiler Works. What you guys are doing is very important and you are making an impact in your community. We actually found out about you because of a story that was um, written about your initiative. So congratulations to both of you and all of your hard work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, So that's our show for today. Um, Pharmacy Future Leaders, don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Pharmacy Future Leaders and on Twitter at Leaders Pharmacy for more fun tips, advice, and updates on the show. This is Pharmacy Future Leaders.
1: The mission of the Pharmacy Future Leaders podcast is to support all pharmacy students by providing advice, direction, stories, and sharing with each other.
0: Be sure to use the hashtag pharmacy future leaders on all social media we thank you for listening to our podcast please send us an email if you're interested in being on the show send your message to pharmacy future leaders at gmail.com
1: just remember never give up stay positive eat healthy get your sleep and know why you wanted to be a pharmacist from the beginning to help others live healthier lives we are pharmacy future leaders